Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of A Slut With Morals. It's your host, Ruby May. You can call me Ruby for short. You can follow my Twitter at rubymay1993. You can follow my Instagram at young.goddess.memes. You can also follow my Facebook page at A Slut With Morals. And you can now follow me on TikTok at young.goddess.ruby. I don't know why I have a TikTok, but... Oh, that's right. My eight-year-old got me onto it, and now I can't get the fuck off it. And it's actually... You guys are amazing and hilarious, and I love you all that are on this app. It's, it's great. Um... But on today's segment, we are talking about the almighty fuckboys or fuckgirls, uh, just depending on the, uh, your gender and who you fuck with. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, it really astounds me how much people seem to have these fuckboys and these fuckgirls or these fuck people or whatever you want to call them. They, ha- they seem to have like this sixth sense as to when you finally moved on, when you're finally happy, when you've let them go. Like, it's almost like they're probably at home chilling on the couch or maybe they're at work and all of a sudden their little spidey senses tingle and they're like, oh, they must have gotten uh, along with someone else and uh, they take out their phone and they text you. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck? You know? Because you're just minding your own fucking business. And all of a sudden, boom. Right? And it is so crazy how much they must know that they actually meant something to you. And that's that's completely and totally narcissistic of them. But they seem to know, like, you meant, or they meant something to you. And now, you know, you've, you finally moved on. Maybe you've put in an application in a far long, you know, far away place and you're expecting to hear um, how the interview went. You're, maybe you're getting your bonus already or what have you. And here they come into your life and all over again. And you're like, well, is this meant to be? Like, should I just stay here? And the fact of the matter is, you guys, never move for love. Also, never stay for love, you know? Um, if they love you, then they'll follow you. Um, but the, the whole the whole reason I say is that don't move for love because at the end of the day, they're going to end up holding that against you when things don't work out, you know? Oh, I moved 1,200 miles away for you, but it's like nobody asked you to. Or anyway, so, um, so I just want to keep talking about this. <sighs> How you can figure out that you are not a fuck person is that you have you have a certain standard. You know, I I get DMs all the time. I get text messages. I get you know questions asked on 
my Twitter, on my Instagram. I get these these questions, you know, and and yes, I answer them. And sometimes, you know, if it's if it's, but but honestly, sometimes I'll just look at them. It's someone hitting on me, and I'll just look at it, and I'm like ill. And and it's not because I'm not attracted to that person, but it's because it's not the person that I want, you know. Um, and I've talked about the vicious cycle before. And, um, and how, you know, you, you get into this vicious cycle with someone that you like or, you know, and then they don't like you. And then so, you know, and then the person they like doesn't like them. So then they go act, you know, and they try to get back with you. But it's just like, but you're already over it. So, you know, it just creates like this weird, crazy, vicious cycle that we end up, you know, we're just all really unhappy sometimes. And, um, and I wanted to continue on, on this because, you know, if the person I like leaves me on red for a day or two I can understand that they're busy I can understand maybe they have kids maybe their job is really really you know uh excessive like it it requires a lot of their attention um but but to me the I say that my phone stays stays dry because I'm like if I'm getting attention from someone that I don't want their attention to me is irrelevant it is not important because it's not from the person that I want it to be from you know I don't go out and I seek more attention from other men. No, I stay myself. I continue to just seek attention from this one person because the attention from this one person is what makes me happy. So, you know, but but the thing about fuckboys and fuckgirls is that they have to be talking to a whole lot of people because they have to have all of this attention because it's, it's a narcissistic trait, you know? Like, they want all the love, all of the, the attention. They, they just need it and they have to have it. And you know, when you no longer give it to them, like I've been broken up with and, or I ignore someone for weeks because they're not treating me the way that I need to be treated. And next thing I know, they're hitting me up and they're like, Hey, you know what? I fucked up. And it's like, yeah, dude, I know you fucked up, but I've already moved on. I'm sorry. Like you should have paid attention to me when I liked you, you know? Um, now all I can remember is like how much of an asshole you are and no offense, but I don't feel like falling in love with an asshole. I feel like falling in in love with a person, you know? Um, so, so just remind yourself that, that the attention that you get from someone, is it the one, the attention that you want or is it the attention that you need, you know? Um, cause, cause if you're not really wanting something with someone, be upfront about it, be honest about it, let them know because you give them that chance to be able to continue or, or move on or, or, you know, get you out of their life. Um, like I always you know, if, if I like someone or if I'm talking to someone and I, and I ask them straight up, do you want this to be ongoing or do you want this to be either a one night stand? Do you want this to be just a one time thing? Let me know because I'm not looking for the one night stand type of stuff, you know? And they're like, no, that's all I want. And I'm like, and then they go, oh, you know what? Well, why don't you just, you know, think about it? And I'm like, yeah, I already thought about it. I don't want it. And then I move on, you know? And, and that's the type of willpower that I feel like you have to have these days is that, yes, this person may be amazing, but you're not going to be able to change their mind as to what they want with you. You know, they've already settled on, I just want the one-time thing. Like, you're not going to really change my mind. And sometimes it gets hard, uh, you know, because you keep believing, like, they'll entertain the idea, but then honestly, at the end of the day, they still don't want it. So you have to be able to move on from it and quit trying to change people and quit trying to change their minds because sometimes they realize, you know, until it's very late that you were the thing that they needed in their life. I hope that makes sense.
Um, I could literally go uh, days without talking to the person that I want, but it's because I also know that he he has, you know, a really stressful job. He's also in school. He's, you know, I mean, he's just a busy person, and I'm a busy person too, and I think that that's why sometimes our relationship works out because, you know, I'm a mom, I'm in school, I got two kids, I work full-time, and I work really shitty hours. I work two to two to, two to midnight, you know, and, and sometimes later than that when there's overtime available, and so, you know, that's that's where it goes. Um, so dating for me is extremely difficult, um, and when I find someone that I like that understands that, it's almost like, you know, oh my god, fuck, thank god, you know? Um, God, I feel like I'm just rambling right now and I'm not even making sense, but I really hope that I am. I have ADD as much as a lot of you know, so sometimes I can get off track, but then I always get back on track. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind my life a little bit to... 2000 and let's see the year I turned 22 2014 15 maybe maybe 16 a guide I'm fuck I don't even know anymore I think it was 2014 so my ex-husband and I had split up for the first time and he was living away I was living away um and I started working at this suit place and I really ended up liking one of my managers that I worked for (laughs) that's fucked up and this is why I no longer shit where I eat okay um so guys we ended up we started fooling around at work we started going on dates we started actually you know like like I remember the first time he said I love you and I was just so surprised, and I remember telling him back, I said, I love you too, and um, his name is Michael, Uh, I'm not changing it for, you know, anyone, Um, his name was Michael, and I remember just falling head over heels for him, it was the best relationship that I'd ever had in my whole life, um, up until the very end, so we were, like I said, constantly going out, I remember on our first date, I was so used to having my ex-husband, like, tell me what I could and could not order from the menu and like something was too expensive he would be like he would get mad if I ordered it or whatever um and then I would have to like pay for the rest of it I mean it was just a really crazy crazy relationship my ex-husband and I had but um with this guy I remember looking at at him and I said hey do you mind if I order the guacamole and he looked at me and he said why are you asking me I'm not your father guys I was shooketh I was so like what you know, like super, just completely surprised. And, um, (laughs) and, um, so from then on, it was like, oh my God, we went on so many great dates. I mean, arcades, uh, movie theaters, we would go to drive-ins. We would, sometimes we would just go around them, walk around the mall. We would go on hikes together. We would just I mean, it was a really good relationship. If I wanted something, he would order it for me. If I, you know, um, 
if you know I wanted something he would just give me the money for it he'd give me money to get my nails and my toes done I mean that type of shit I was like what the fuck you know like I'd never ever ever experienced that in my life um and then so one day he comes to me and he goes hey I have to tell you something and I said what's going on and he says um I got a scholarship and I'm gonna I'm taking it and I'm moving away and I said you I and I told him very first of all I said I'm so proud of you yes you do have to take this and I'm gonna miss you but you know we can work this out and he said yeah absolutely anyway so he moves um, about a week later he kind of you know distanced himself from me then he starts to only text me at night and then you know cuz he's so busy with school during the day um, he's he's still sending me like he sent me something for Valentine's he was sending me these gifts through through the mail um, you know, packages and stuff of shoes, because uh, he had a foot fetish. He, he made me feel like I was so desired and I was so wanted. And we talked on the, you know, uh, phone every night on Snapchat. Uh, we would video call each other. And even if it was late, I mean, we would have like phone sex. We would just do all of it. And I was so crazy about him. And then one day, you know, back in the day on Snapchat, when you could see like your acquaintances acquaintances or your contacts acquaintances or whatever and I remember looking and this chick kept popping up on his and I was like who the fuck is this and he was like oh it's nobody it's just a friend and I was like oh okay well she ended up messaging me one day and said hey who are you and I said nothing uh, I said uh, nothing I'm just Michael's um, and I said I'm Michael's girlfriend and she said that's crazy because I know Michael's girlfriend and you're not her and so I ended up texting him and I was like, hey, this chick is telling me that you have a girlfriend. And is that true? I said, let me know if that's true so that I can back off. Like, I'd never, ever, ever want to be anyone's second best. I don't, if you are in a relationship over there and you're happy, like, let it be, you know? Um, I'll let it be, like, uh, no hard feelings. Like, I had a lot, you know, a really good time here. Um, thank you so much for everything. Like, you know, and he was like, no, she's fucking crazy. And I was like, Michael, then why would, you know, um, so that chick, Ashley ended up, or Ashley, I think that was her name. I can't even remember anymore, but she ended up messaging me. I was like, yeah, he's telling me that you're a fucking psycho and that I shouldn't even be talking to you. And then she blocked me and I was like, bro, I'm trying to get out all of this information and you're just like fucking me up, you know, because I want like women are more entitled to tell each other the truth than a man is entitled to tell a woman the truth. Um, especially when he's getting caught, you know, like you guys, y'all just, y'all suck at lying, honestly. So finally one day uh you know I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt I didn't know what was going on over there every time that I tried to visit something would come up like he he, he couldn't see me so um because he moved away to Tennessee and then one day um I you know he was messaging me we hadn't talked to each other in about two weeks and all of a sudden I'm on my way to church back in the day when I went to church I was on my way to church and he messaged me and he goes Ruby, you know, he was like, let's just run away together. Like, I really want to be with you. Um, I, I love you so much, and I'm so sorry that, you know, I fucked up. And he's like, but I really do want to be with you. And I went, okay. I said, where is this coming from? Like, why why are you doing this to me right now, you know? Um, and I, I didn't know what happened. So anyway, I ended up texting my best friend, Josie. Um, and she was like, girl, you need to give me his full name, date of birth, the the city that he's living in right now. You know, and I said, okay, bet. And so I sent all of this information over. 
and this is why my best friend needs to be an FBI agent and not a bartender. Anyway, she ended up sending me the pictures of his wedding registry on Target. And not only that, she was able to send me the link to his wedding invitation thing, you know, like where you RSVP online and shit. And I was able to read on it that if you didn't have an invitation, you could not enter the party. Like they were gonna have um, bouncers and shit there. Like I was like, what kind of motherfucker thinks of this shit other than someone that has, you know, secret girlfriends and shit. Anyway, so one day, you know, I've, I've blocked him on everything. I've blocked him on all my social media. And one day I get an, an email. This is like two weeks after his uh, wedding. And he, I get an email and he's apologizing to me and he's saying that he's going to be in town, that his sister died and blah, 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 blah. At this point, I don't believe anything that he's telling me anymore because, you know, to me now he's just a fucking grade A liar. Like, I just don't want to hear it. And so he's telling me that he's, you know, he's, he's going to be in town and he really wants to see me. He wants to have lunch. Um, he, he just wants to see me. That was like the whole gist of it. He really wants to see me. And I was like, is your wife going to be there? And I never heard back from him again. But then, you guys, I would start to get uh, weird messages on Instagram, weird messages on Facebook Messenger, weird messages on Twitter, um, and they all talked to me the way that he used to talk to me. They all had the same, you know, the way that he would spell things. Um, and so finally, one day, um, you know, I ended up getting a message on Instagram and guys and this continued I'm not even kidding you for like four years it has only recently stopped in about the last two years or whatever um, about the last year and a half of my life um, so I find him on Facebook and I talk to him on Facebook Messenger and I'm like Michael are you doing this to me I said because this is someone that talks like you um, I said this is someone that asks questions you know about you and our relationship um, and, and I just want to know if this is you. And he was like, no, it's not me. It's not me. And then I said, well, can I call you on the phone? And he said, you know what? I'm about to, um, go to work. So I'll call you when I'm at work. And I said, okay, cool. So he started talking to me and, um, and we let it all out. And he said, I am so sorry for the way that I treated you. I said, no worries. I said, I'm really, I'm not even bothered by it. And, um, and I said, the only thing that bothers me is that you continued this and you kept doing this to me I said when I was already trying to move on when I was getting into a new relationship and things were going great it was almost like you had this fucking spider sense and that's when you would start to message me all over again and I said and I don't get it why would you do that why would you do this to me and he said I'm not doing it and I'm like Michael you're on the phone with me right now like you can be real you know and he finally apologized about it and he was like because I regret the way that I treated you and I want to make sure that you're happy and I said but if you were trying to make sure that I'm happy why are you bringing up our relationship you know I said why don't you ask me about my new relationships and he just be quiet you know he was quiet about it he told me he was married of course I already knew that told me he was a teacher did not know that told me he was expecting his first child congratulations you know, and I said, Michael, all I've always wanted was the best for you. Even when, you know, I said, when you told me you got a scholarship, I pushed you to take it. You know, I said, I never held you back. I never asked you to stay. 
um, you know, and I said, because to me, your success was always a priority, you know, like I always thought that, that you deserved better and that you should have better. And, um, and then one day I, and then in that same conversation, I just said, and I just have one question to ask you. And I said, what? And I said, did you not marry me because I'm Hispanic? And boom, there was the answer. The answer was a solid yes. Uh, he did not marry me because I'm not black and he thought that his family would not be okay with it that they would disapprove that this and that and I'm like but if our relationship was just me and you why did that other stuff even matter you know um he didn't really have an answer for that like you know he thought that they would disapprove because I already have two kids he thought that they would just essentially he just thought that his family would not like me whatsoever because I was divorced and, or, you know, getting a divorce and on my way, uh, you know, I already had two kids, like, yeah. And back then I only had one kid, so it was totally different. And, um, anyway, so this is something that would happen for like four, that happened for four years straight. And it's just so fucking mind-blowing that it was like every single time that I was ready and I was in a new relationship, he had to pop up. And he hasn't popped up because he knows that he can no longer do that because I already know that it's him. You know? These these people, guys, you gotta learn to let go of them. You gotta learn to, to love yourself so that you can let go of them. You gotta learn to hate the things that they did to you so that you can let go of them so that, you know, when they do come back into your life, you're not just sitting around waiting for them to come back into your life you know you have to make peace and you have to you have to just learn how to how to live your own life without them in it if that makes sense I really hope that that makes sense but anyways you guys I have to go back to work um I was trying to do this on my lunch break which happily you know I did and (laughs) this is uh I had actually created another uh, episode like this one, but because I was drunk and I was a slightly incoherent, like I decided to not post that one, um, especially I was, you know, driving at the time, so the AC was like on blast and loud, and um, and I was feeling emotional, and I was like, my reader, my people don't want to hear me be emotional, they want me, they want to hear me, you know, like talk about real shit and like spit the real shit, and so here it is, you know, learn to move on, learn to block the numbers, it's so crazy how social media, you know, back in the day, like, someone could reject you in 10 different types of platforms, and now they can reach you on 10 different types of platforms, and that's the fucking scary thing about it, you know, like, you can think that you blocked them on everything, and all of a sudden, a fucking email pops up, what the fuck, right, Anyways, to those of you experiencing the second wave of COVID-19, please, for the love of God, wear a mask, wash your hands, be safe, alright? If you don't know someone, don't be around them if they haven't been tested. That's so crazy, right? That nowadays it's like, have you been tested for COVID-19 yet? And then, like, you guys rather have an STD than have COVID. Like, you guys are crazy. But please, you guys, just make sure that you're making the right choices when it comes to COVID-19, um, and I will always, always say this, but bartenders, you are so essential to healthcare workers and so many of us out there. 
and I really wish that they would open up all the bars all over again so that you guys could hear my drunk ramblings. Anyway, I love you all. Be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Bye.